Ladies and gentlemen, we have an emergency meeting right now because we just got news. I got the alert. Adam Schefter. Tweet notifications are on because it's that time of the year right now with the NFL season only 10 days away. An emergency meeting as it's been not even 10 minutes since Leonard Fournette was just cut, released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this will be having massive fantasy implications, not only for obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars backfield of Rykel Armstrong, Chris Thompson, and potentially Devon Azebo, especially in dynasty formats, but what is going to happen now with wherever Leonard Fournette goes. That's going to be a mystery until we have that news, but let's just cover what is going to happen because I don't think he'll be out there too long on these markets. He's not the oldest of running backs, of course, where he currently is, but we knew that they did not pick up his fifth year option and that this was going to be his final year in Jacksonville because of them doing that. The former first round pick, your team gets to exercise that fifth option on you or not. And they said, we don't want it. So in that case, it means that this was going to be his final year here. Now, at this point in the season, 10 days until the season started, I thought Leonard Fournette was sure thing to make the roster, right? I'm not going to say I am shocked by this decision based on the implications that they knew they don't want him past this year. But I would say that I am surprised. And I had Leonard Fournette, as many people probably did, as a top 20 running back this season in fantasy formats. He is currently getting pulled off of the Supreme Draft Guide rankings. All that information you can find down below in the description. But this is some pretty huge news. You can see the things last year. He went to a deserted island to work on his conditioning and pass catching ability. And he showed that last year coming out with 100 targets last year. Second in routes run only behind Christian McCaffrey. And honestly, people are going to scream up and down that he was not efficient last year. But he was eighth in yards created last year running behind a terrible offensive line. So I think he was set up to fail, to be honest with you, in this offense. And I think a lot of this has to do with the overall head case that he probably is. The fact that the offense or the the entire league and this team in general is probably starting to realize that spending a high first round pick on a player in Leonard Fournette and having that cap hit again for a fifth year on your roster is probably not the best idea. And I have up spot track right now. In 2020, he was going to be a hit right now, a cap hit of $8.6 million. This is a fully guaranteed salary. There's no offsets. There's a fifth year option that was declined. So they're just saying we don't want you at this point, whether it's a head case or we just want to get a year ahead of seeing what we have in our fifth round pick last year in why call Armstrong. Like the future is not Chris Thompson right now. Chris Thompson's role goes from being like in my rankings, a, a 60th overall running back in PPR formats or somewhere around there to now jumping up a good amount as he's going to have just now that third down role pretty much locked up at this point. There was starting to be some speculation and I saw it in beat writers saying that Chris Thompson was on the field in the red zone the most, more than Leonard Fournette. So I said, oh, that's weird. But you know, guy hasn't been in the league. Maybe he's getting his extra reps in. Maybe it's just beat writers over speculating or the internet playing this up more than it actually is. Maybe there's now something to that. Maybe Chris Thompson is going to be more of an enhanced, more than just a third down back, but also being used in the red zone on more than just third down. He's yet to be seen, of course, but we're going to find out. But it's going to be Ryko Armstrong taking the lead. So this is what you get out of Leonard Fournette to close the on him. He's obviously not a top 20 running back anymore. We're going to have to see where he lands. And at this point, he's probably going to land in some sort of running back by committee. I don't know if the Bears are going to do it. It seems like David Montgomery's injury is not that extreme. I don't think they're going to do it. I wouldn't be shocked if Adam Gaze says, we don't need Le'Veon Bell anymore. Let's go get the guy who kind of looks like him, but it's a year younger and is going to be in similar contract situations. And Leonard Fournette, let's go get him, right? I want to be shocked if that happens. Uh, I would be maybe surprised, but not shocked. But that's what you have at this point. I'm not going to speculate on where he lands because I think that's just a waste of your time and a waste of my time. If he gets signed in the next week or so, we'll do a video on that. We'll cover that right now. So hit the like and the subscribe button just for doing this breaking news video, whether you're watching it minutes after it goes up, which will probably be an hour before or an hour after this news drops, whatever it might be. It ends up being a cap hit of $8.6 million is what Leonard Fournette would have cost this team this year, but it is a fully guaranteed salary. Now what's going to be a benefit is it's a $4.1 million base salary. The bonuses for this year, right? The signing bonus, the bonus breakdown was $4.4 million. So this is a lot of money going out the door right now. The cash is going to be a $4.2 million hit. It's a dead cap of $4.4 million. So he's an expensive player, right? He was an early round running back pick. He was drafted very early on. He signed a four-year $27.1 million deal. He is now gone. So I'm going to zoom in on the backfield competition as I list off some of these names that a lot of 
of you, if you're just casual players, probably don't actually know all that much of these names on here. So the first one is going to be Raikwell Armstrong, Divine Azebo, and Chris Thompson. Now you probably know Chris Thompson's name because he was a former Washington Redskin. He's a player who's been in the league for a while now. He is going to be 30 years old very, very soon. He's 29.9 years of age right now. So he's a player that just has not been efficient and has not been able to stay healthy the last couple of seasons. Now you saw him in 2019 and he played 11 games in 2019. He did see 6.5 yards per touch, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough of a sample since he only ended up seeing last year 42 receptions and only 37 carries to really amount towards anything. But look, Chris Thompson is going to have a much more elevated role in this offense now. He's going to be probably now around the RB40 type of range, RB45 range in my rankings because he's just going to be that involved in everything in camp from his pass catching abilities to his red zone usage and how they're hyping him up. Seems to be that he is firmly ahead of Divine Azigbo, the undrafted free agent that the Saints ended up dropping and cutting, who's 24 years old right now, Divine Azigbo, who played in one game last year and saw nine carries. And he actually did see five targets. So he had a pretty nice usage in that final game of the season last year. I believe that was in week 17 against the Indianapolis Colts, nine carries, 50 total yards. He actually created eight yards and evaded five tackles on his own. Divine Azigbo is a former Nebraska running back. He was there for four years. His breakout age wasn't until he was actually 21 years old his last year there, which is never a good sign for a running back. And he never ended up actually seeing a huge workload. So Divine Azigbo, who seems to now be like the third running back, maybe the second ground and pound running back behind Raikul Amshad, but in terms of priority behind Chris Thompson as well, the third running back on this team, the most carries he saw in college was 155. The most receptions he did see was 23. Anytime you see a college running back seeing over 20 receptions, it's at least worth pointing out a 9.4% target share. So Divine Nazigbo can catch the ball, right? He ended up seeing 23 receptions on 38 targets for over 200 yards and a 9.4% target share his final year in 2018 at Nebraska. But that was the only year that he did it. He kind of changed his game a little bit because he had no receptions the years before that. He had a 3.9% target share, a 2% target share, and a 2% target share his three previous years. Those are very bad numbers. So you saw his final year, he finally started to break out. But it's really going to be this man on the screen right now who will get the bulk of the work. He's 24 years old. He's at a temple. He never was great at temple. So it's going to be interesting. They also have James Robinson on this roster, at least the last time I checked as of like 20 minutes ago, they have James Washington on this roster. So I wouldn't be shocked to see James Washington take over. But I think Raikul Armstrong is going to get the first crack at this. He saw 15% of the opportunities last year. He saw 35 carries. Look, he never really had an opportunity because Leonard Fournette was on the field, like the second highest opportunity share in the NFL behind only Christian McCaffrey. So he ended up seeing last year, just a total touches of 49 total touches, including his 14 receptions and 35 carries, just 15% of the opportunity share last year. And if you're talking about snap share percentage, he was lucky if he was cracking over 20% of the snap share. Outside of week 17, where Fournette wasn't playing, he saw 65% of the workload. And in week 17, you get to see a nice little sample of Raikul Armstead. You get to see 10 carries, five receptions on nine targets. So 15 total touches for 85 total yards and a touchdown. He ends up as the RB14. He flashes the pass catching ability that he was able to have. And when he was in Temple, he did have his best year probably in 2016. In 13 games, he has 156 attempts. It ties the second most that he had during his college career. He ended up only having five receptions though that year. In college, he was never catching the ball. These were his receptions in college in Temple. Now it could always be a product and a factor of the offense that he's in, but from 2015 to 2018, four years, these were his receptions totals. Two, five, 14, and eight. His target totals were four, six, 19, and 14. And his overall target shares were 0.9%. That's less than 1%, 1.5%, 4.2%, and 3.2%. Now that's not good, but Leonard Fournette did run a ton of routes. Like I said, second most in the league, 32 per game last year, 32.2 to be exact. So if Wyatt Armstrong is going to take on a little bit more of the passing route responsibilities on first and second down, and Chris Thompson is the guy on third downs, it will open up a lot more opportunities for him. Again, that could have just been a product of the Temple scheme. He was never a great, great running back in 
college though. I mean, his junior year, he only averaged 3.9 yards per carry. He barely cracked 600 yards on 156 carries. And then in his final year there, he did see 5.2 yards per carry. But for college, you're looking for guys in the six and seven range to really be standouts. That's why he ends up falling to the fifth round. But I do believe that Royal Armstrong is going to have the first opportunity here. Now there's obviously uncertainty if they're going to sign somebody else, if they're going to give James Robinson an actual opportunity or divine Azebo to compete in a backfield by committee with Reichel Armstead. So I don't want to be jumping up and down and everybody jumps up and down and now says, oh my God, Reichel Armstead is now the RB20 in rankings. He should be the RB20. No, no, no. He's not going to be ahead of Cam Akers. He's not going to be ahead of guys that actually have opportunity or even Kareem Hunt for me. He's probably going to start to slide into the range of those backups or of those maybe shaky RBs that are going to start the year as, as running back ones, like your Marlon Max, like your Carrion Johnson's, right? Reichel Armstrong probably slides into like the RB35 range. As I pull up my rankings on my other screen, again, then the Supreme Draft Guide link down below. If I pull up my PPR rankings right now, I've yet to adjust and I will adjust later today, but right around like RB35 for me is going to be Jordan Howard. That's probably where I'm going to start to slide in Reichel Armstrong. A little bit ahead of that right? Like my RB30 right now is going to be a guy like Raheem Mostart, right? That's a similar backfield where there's a couple of guys getting the ball. So I'm probably going to start to slide him in around the Tariq Cohens, the Philip Lindsay's, the Tevin Coleman's, the Jordan Howard's probably right around there. So right now to start without any other information, my quick reaction that this news just broke a half hour ago is that obviously Leonard Fournette comes out of the rankings until he gets signed. I'll probably put Leonard Fournette somewhere down into like the 40 or 50 range, just assuming that he gets signed and he's going to be in a backfield by committee with whatever team at this point. I really don't even know what to, to take stabs on the team that I'll probably be going to. I'm just hoping I'm praying it's not the Philadelphia Eagles because that would just ruin everything that I want to do with Miles Sanders. I don't think it will be, but we'll end up seeing. I also would not be shocked if it goes to the New England Patriots. And then you can just blow up everything in that backfield outside of probably James White still for his passing down responsibilities. But we'll wait on that news for Leonard Fournette. I'm going to move up and add to my rankings Divine Azebo and probably move him into the upper 60s. Chris Thompson will probably go into that 40 range. Chris Thompson will probably start to move into the range of like where I have right now the Duke Johnson type players around like RB40, the Tony Pollards, the Latavius Murrays, the Keyshawn Vaughn. They're all around RB40 to RB45 in my rankings. Reichel Armstrong will be somewhere around the RB35 range mixed in between the Jordan Howards, the Tevin Coleman's and the Zach Mosses, those types of players for now. Again, if you're watching this four days from now and there's news and reports that comes out that says we want Reichel Armstrong to be our three down back and get all the opportunity in the world, then he's probably going to move up for me to somewhere around like my RB30 range where it's the James Whites, it's the Ronald Jones, it's the most starts ranges, right? We need to get a little bit more clarity on this role, a little bit more hearing from the coaches that actually are going to talk about why he was released. I just wanted to give you my first raw reaction to what was happening here. Raikul Armstrong is probably going to be the man stepping in. He's probably going to be somewhere around the top 35 running back now, right around there in my rankings. Chris Thompson goes to being like a top 45 to a top 40 running back in my rankings. Vinas Igbo and James Robinson will now actually crack into my rankings and be top 75 backs right around the end of that range, like in the, in the 65 to 75 range. I'll probably put them in until we get more news and it's wait and see on what happens with Leonard Fournette at this point. Again, it's a bad offensive line they're running behind. It's supposed to be a really bad defense. So negative game scripts are in store. So we can't get too excited, especially since there's uncertainty here, but it is a huge deal for fantasy when a top 20 and a lot of people right around a top 15 running back in Leonard Fournette is just cut 10 days before the season. It is not exactly like what happened last year when LaShawn McCoy was cut, but it's very similar in terms of veteran running backs that were projected to be uh, the RB1s, probably be somewhere around top 20, top 25 running backs are now gone. We're going to see what happens with LaShawn McCoy. It took only a day for him to sign with the Chiefs, not even last year in Andy Reid. We'll see what happens with Leonard Fournette. By the time you're actually watching this, maybe it's tomorrow, Leonard Fournette might actually 
actually have a new team and I'll be sure to touch on it in future videos. But I appreciate it right now for tuning into this one. That is how I'm just going to adjust my rankings and how I think everything plays out. I will make a future video on what happens with Leonard Fournette, where he signs and how it's going to affect the rankings even more. But as of right now, if you're drafting right now today and Leonard Fournette is still not signed, he is somebody that I'm not going to be taking ahead of like Antonio Gibson's or Zach Moss's at this point. It, you just have to wait and see where he ends up falling. Like it could be pretty bad. He It's 10 days before the season starts. If teams feel good about their running back rooms with so many good rookie running backs, I mean, I can count six to eight rookie running backs that are making impacts right now in their camp and that people actually want to use. What a very strong rookie running back class that just came out. Five guys that were probably first round picks five years ago. If you talk about Swift and Akers and Dobbins and all these players, right? Taylor and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. It's going to be really interesting to see who pulls the trigger on him, who actually needs him since David Montgomery avoided a big injury. I could always see the Patriots making a play for these types of players. I do think Leonard Fournette will be picked up somewhere at this point. It's just going to determine who really wants to take either that hit and or who needs the help at the running back position because a lot of teams know that them third and fourth round rookies can get the deal done now for you or they're undrafted free agents if you're talking about Raheem Mostart and Damian Williams in the Super Bowl last year can get it done for you. The pretty crazy news, pretty shocking news, the biggest news that we've had of the offseason right now up there with like Gronk, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady retiring and Tom Brady going to a different team. Thank you for tuning in. Please do hit that like button if you would. Hit the big old subscribe button that's popping up right now. And if you have any questions or if you have any concerns or you have any kind of ideas and want to add any more analysis to this video, this was just a first reaction right off the hip. No real thoughts or plans go into it as all my other videos has a lot of plans going into it. Just first reactions of what's going to happen right now and where I'm going to adjust my rankings. You can let me know any of the additional analysis that you want to add down below in the description. Thank you so much, everybody. My name is Sal Vetri. I got all the fantasy football content that you can need on this YouTube channel and my Supreme Draft Guide, which is linked down below for just $10 Ruskies for the next week. If you want to dominate your draft, I highly recommend grabbing that one. A lot of people having positive feedback already. A lot of people, a couple dozen people got it yesterday and all I've heard back is positive feedback. Like button, subscribe. You all rock. Let me know in the comment section what you think about this crazy, crazy news of Leonard Fournette being released. Peace out, gang, and I'll see you in the next one.